You are now tuned in to Cup of Grind with Jada D. This is your daily dose of what's real in entrepreneurship. This podcast is intended for the new business owner, the person with a really good idea but not sure where to begin, and that person working at a job dreaming of the day that they can work for themselves. It's grind time. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another Cup of Grind. I'm super excited to introduce my next guest for this episode. This guy is bold, black, and brilliant. I'm literally one of the smartest people that I know. Absolutely, probably, um, always the smartest person in the room and wherever he enters. This is none other than Jay Veal. He is the CEO of Inc. Tutoring, the number one African-American-owned private tutoring company in the DFW, serving students of all ages in STEM and beyond. He is also the founder and CEO of the J. Deal brand, which is a Dallas-based premier consulting brand that deploys education and business consulting services, as well as speaking services. He has been a 2018 Black Enterprise content contributor. The J. Deal brand's target market is entrepreneurs, school districts, in corporations for the delivery of their services and consulting, professional development curriculum. He also has something else up his sleeve with Ink Beauty. With Ink Beauty, he plans to provide seamless and world-class cosmetic and aesthetic education experience that blends lifestyle and beauty effortlessly while revealing confidence and character. Jay is the man. He is a Forbes fellow, a TEDx alum, has been honored in many different publications including the Dallas Business Journal Top 40 Under 40 Voyage Magazine and Hidden Figures of DFW don't let me speak any further I want you to hear his story hear his journey so you can see how he went from door-to-door sales to on his way to a million dollar business check it out what's up Jay hey what's going on man how are you Oh man, it's it's, uh, it's pretty good. You know, I've been doing well. Been uh, kind of traveling a little bit lately and making some things happen. But uh, you know, rest assured that we're 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 grinding and making sure that these kids and students are taken care of. So, been making making things happen. You've been all over the place, um, and I know that you're really expanding your business in so many amazing ways. And I'm constantly learning that you do a lot more than just tutor so I'm excited (laughs) so I'm really excited for people to hear your story and kind of hear you know all that you've been doing I mean I I ran your resume down the list so I mean people I'm pretty sure like I was impressed I'm pretty sure our listeners are super impressed but before we even hear about like (laughs) before I even go into like your businesses within you know businesses Mm -hmm. folks um, what did you want to, I'm really curious, what on earth did you want to be when you were growing up? <laughs> Man, so basically, uh, it's kind of funny. So when I was, when I was a little kid or a little student, um, I, well, let me kind of re- rewind the tape. I grew up in a, a military family. So, um, my parents were both retired Air Force and they both did 22 years in the military. And from that point forward, you know, I saw them go through, you know, my mom was in law, she was in Jack and my dad has always been in tech. And so 
during that course of time, my mom and dad would be like, hey, you know, you want to you want to hook up this printer? And I was like, yeah, they was like, OK, well, you're going to figure, figure it out on your own. You're going to take these IP addresses and configure these computers. And I was like, what? Whoa. <laughs> so, you know, I learned early uh, that things were not easy. I had to continue to work for everything that I was doing. And so over a course of time, um, I kind of got into IT and I changed my direction multiple times, right? I was like, hey, I want to be a biomedical engineer. Then I was like, hmm, maybe I want to be a computer engineer. Then I was like, maybe I want to be a systems engineer. And it kind of changed, but it stayed within the STEM uh, component um, of work, right? I um, was lucky enough to be early in my education. I was tutoring college algebra when I was 10 years old. Um, I was a freshman at 12. Uh, and I graduated at 16 in high school. So, oh, you know, okay. one of those kind of things happened, you know, but I definitely wanted to be in STEM. Okay. So you've always had an, an eye for the STEM um, career. So that's, that's cool. That's, that's a, that's a cool story. I hope you tell people that when, when they, when they talk to you, <laughs> that's a really cool story. I know like, um, you know, you come from a military family. Did your family ever get into, did they, were your parents ever business owners after the military? So my mom and dad had like a little, um, it was like, it was a little pub, not necessarily publishing. I want to, I want to say it was more like, it was called Edit Express. It was like, it was kind of publishing, making, you know, flyers and things of that nature, but it wasn't something that they kind of stuck with. It was something that they started and did like as a, as a little hobby. And eventually, you know, they kind of went back into the workforce, but it wasn't something they, they necessarily stuck with. So I always tell, you know, when I tell the story of, of entrepreneurship within the fam, I'm like, you know, you know, Jay Veal had to be that one that, that built a legacy uh, for the Veal fam. So, you know, I'm trying to make that happen now as when, you know, when I have kids um, and then leave this earth, you know, after my time here, uh, that I have something to leave back that made an impact. Not necessarily saying, you know, we were the richest people or anything like that, but I, I'd rather leave a a, a a legacy that was an admired one and that was impactful. Absolutely. So. That's super important. I know that, you know, one of the reasons why I even started this podcast is for is because I wanted to create a platform for people um, because that's who I am to people. People come to me asking how they can. I, I'm good at this, but what can I do with it or how can I find a way to make money doing this and so I know that that's my gift um, for really showing people how they can monetize their gifts. And mm -hmm. I think and one of the things I make sure that I focus on when I talk to people is finding out what they really enjoy doing and how they can add value, you know, to the people around them. So I think it's really important, you know, that you even mentioned that and just, you know, really doing something um, that is beyond you um, at the end mm -hmm. of the day. So that's that's super important. So. Your tutoring, your, your your tutoring company is doing some major things. You know, um, when I met you while in Dallas, um, you know, I was really mm -hmm. impressed by the growth that you had many, many years ago. So are mm -hmm. you surprised um, to see how fast it's grown over these years? Man, so uh, it's been an interesting journey. Um, I know, you know, back in 2013, when I first started the organization, um, in mid 2013, it was like, you know, I, I knocked door to door, start, you know, starting the company, knocking door to door with just myself. And I was letting people know, you know, that it wasn't a sales pitch, but more of an informational pitch saying, hey, you know, we're the new tutoring company in town. This is what we do. 
Um, if you'd like to use our information, great. If not, then please pass it on to somebody who can. So it was no pressure. Um, and then even, you know, when you first start out, right, it's like, I got a basic website, I got a, you know, like basic business cards, you know, it's not necessarily saying it's, it's great at the moment, but I spent time uh, really figuring that part out and then brought my mom to help me um, as one of my, my team leaders, you know, my, my, my executives at that point um, to help me with some operational items. And then from that point mm-hmm. forward, uh, you know, moved to growing the team, you know, you know, three consultants and five consultants and a 10 and then, you know, 12 and then fast forwarding to now, you know, we have 40, well, actually 39, we have 39 uh, consultants nationwide between uh, Dallas, Frisco, DC, Austin, and upstate New York. Um, we're trying to bridge, uh, make a pathway to uh, launch off in the Atlanta and Chicago markets um, next year um, in the first quarter would be the goal. Uh, but we're looking at that because the students in those big metro areas do need uh, a lot of help. And so the growth that's happened um, in the past, I want to say year alone with the hiring of, of great consultants and from an uh, from a, a earned revenue perspective was um, mm-hmm. great. You know, we're about to hit a big milestone uh, on December 20th-ish um, in terms of our earned revenue. So I'm, I'm excited to see that um, as we changed how we do our uh, our, our business model um, and our revenue model is going to make some big things happen for the company overall. But yeah, not necessarily super, super surprised, but surprised at the quickness over a short period of time, right? So been Yeah, definitely. So at what point, or like, you know, do you remember the moment where you knew that you needed help and you needed a team? Because I think that a lot of business owners, and I can speak for myself as solopreneurs sometimes, before we get that growth, we sometimes just continue to go as like a one man or one woman show when we probably have reached a point in which we need a team. So how did you know that you needed a team? And I and I not not speaking of your consultants because I know that that's the obvious of needing people <laughs> out in the field. But I mean, I mean like the internal operational side of things. Um. So first off, I knew that I wasn't a web developer, right? Like my background is in tech, but. I do not have the time to sit down and actually build a website. So I was like, okay, let me reach out to somebody who I know is very good at what they do uh, for me to get help on this. So I don't have to spend the time developing the site. So I reached out, uh, you know, shout out to Justin Nash, who is my frat brother and um, website, website and uh, website developer and a freelance designer. Um, one of those, you know, it's one of those situations where it's like, okay, who can who can I get to assist? And he's one of the best at what he does. Um, so that was one thing, right? Get a website built, and then understanding what it's like to uh, to get some operational things in place. And I'm gonna be, you know, completely honest and transparent. When I first started, I did a lot on my own and didn't have any real systems in place, so to speak, for operations mm-hmm. or client relationship management. Or none of that stuff. I was just kind of making things happen as I went, and I, I under yeah. me personally, I understood what was going on. But when you're in an organization, you can't always rely on just what you know. Because if you ever have to pass the torch, then somebody else has to come back after you and follow either some sort of system or follow some sort of process. And so, with that being said, 
Um, I knew that I also had to get somebody to help me uh, with some operational things, you know, get some um, things uh, done with, on the Google Docs platform and just really get some marketing materials out because I don't design flyers, like all of that kind of thing, all that kind of kind of stuff is part of the process when you're starting, when you're starting, you know, when you're starting a business. And so um, now, you know, we've, we've had growth to where we've had, you know, a team of, of tutors coming out, but we also have folks in marketing now and um, individuals. We have an internal high school team that does some things for us as well. So it's pretty cool. Been a process. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Now that you've, you know, you've gotten your processes together and you kind of know, um, you know, what is needed to run a successful business. What are, let's get real with it. So like, what are the mistakes that you made? What, what were some, some mistakes that you made looking back? Man. So the biggest mistake <laughs> and it is literally happened in October. I want to say end of September, beginning of October of this year. So we had a revenue model, um, that was, that was roughly, um, about 65% to, 55% of our revenue, of course, was going to the hourly rate uh, for the consultants. And we, you know, as a as a business owner, I believe in one solid thing, which is uh, you pay your people well, they'll, they'll treat the business well. And so um, we had them uh, at a very high rate above industry. I want to say at least three times what the industry would normally pay um, wow. their consultants. And if you look at a corporate perspective, you know, we're talking about better than the tutoring centers. We're talking about better than other high-level private tutoring entities. We were really making things happen for them and paying them well. So as time went on, we did this for three and a half straight solid years of um, of this process. And so now I said, you know what? The line when you look at the revenue for the organization was a little bit more flat, right? So we had to work harder to stay above level when it comes to um, being, being marginal, right? When you look at, okay, am I breaking even? Am I a little bit above even? Am I below? What is my, what does my line look like? And so it was more flat. So I, me and my, my, uh, regional managers got together and one of my executives and we were like, okay, something needs to change because as you know, in this particular scenario, it's not a venture capital or a VC type of fundraising, but when you're in that, you have what they call a runway, right? Which is how much cash you need or you have until stuff runs out. And mm-hmm. so looking back on that, I, we, we all sat together. I was like, okay, if we keep going like we're going, we're making the impact and we're doing well from a business perspective and a client relationship perspective. But from the cash flow, this could not be a good thing <laughs> for the right. town of mine. So yeah. we needed to change the model. And so what we did was we streamlined the way that we pay our consultants from an hourly perspective but we have the same rates um, for uh, for uh, clientele, and doing that change from an operational perspective has now uh, changed our flatter line to more of a uh, steeper line when it comes to looking at revenue. And like I said before, um, roughly at the end of December, in only eleven months, we'll, we would we will have reached about a quarter million in revenue. So. Awesome. That is, that's an amazing milestone for sure to have reached. And as you were talking about, you know, um, the, the people helping you to make those decisions, your, you know, your regional directors, your executives and things like that. Let's talk about the qualities that you should look for 
in in the people that you are seeking um, as you build your team? What are some some very important qualities, regardless of skill set, that you absolutely um, had to have in those people that you have on your team? So one thing is uh, believing in the INC vision. Uh, one thing that I, I can tell you is, and I always uh, one of my favorite guys to listen to on podcasts is Gary V. And um, mm-hmm. you have to build, you know, you have to build your team with a vision. Uh, they believe they they believe and jump into your vision. But one mistake I made, I think, was expecting everybody that comes into the company to work as hard as I do. Um, and as a CEO, it's almost kind of unfair to have people in an organization um, having set the expectations that they should work as hard as you do. Uh, but it took me Absolutely. a long time to learn that because I was like, you know, hey, I'm running this company and we're trying to make some changes. It's not for me. We want to make the impact. So you got to grind hard. You know, I'm, I'm grinding 24-7. And folks that know me know I work. And so, you know, uh, my expectations up front was that they should do that. But I had to recycle back and say, you know what? The main things that we need are people that believe in the vision of, of the tutoring company. And two, they need to be entrepreneurial. Not necessarily saying they have to be like me, but they do have to be self-starters. You know, they got to want to go out and find clientele as well as us giving them clientele. They have to be able to manage a workload. They need to understand client relationship management and follow-up. They need to understand uh, the process of what we do in tutoring and follow that process, right? We need to ensure that uh, they care about uh, clientele. Um, It's really about people, right? Tutoring is, is a people business first, before yeah. you get to a sales driven side, right? It's a more and more about what is the what is the student doing? How are they doing? You know, how are they learning? Uh, what was their past looking like? You know, how do they feel from a social emotional learning perspective? Are you building the relationships correctly so that way you have repeat um, clientele? Like all of that is what we take into consideration when we're hiring people from an HR perspective. And now we have a scenario where you know we. Um, have interview questions set up in place for us to kind of gauge if they would be a good fit within the organization um, based on how they kind of answer those questions. And, you know, sometimes you think that it's a good hire. Um, and, you know, to be honest, uh, again, you you may hire somebody who, who's a rock star and all of a sudden, you know, three, four months later down the line, it's like, what did I just hire? Like, <laughs> who did I just hire? Because I don't know who done came into my business. Like, this doesn't make no sense. And so you have to get good at firing, um, not necessarily be good at hiring. So if you if you get good at firing and you bring the right people on the bus to go the same direction on your projects, then I think there could be a lot of success to come from that. Absolutely. And I think, you know, um, one of the things that you just said, just kind of wondering sometimes, wow, who did I hire? Sometimes um, for for product, even for service based for other other types of service based businesses, I think a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to you in the same fashion of um, identifying that sometimes everyone is not your client and you have to be OK with that. So do you have you ever had a situation of where um you had, you realized that someone wasn't your client. So this would be someone that needed your services. Um, so, hmm, that's kind of a, it's not necessarily a difficult question, but I would say it's one of those questions where um, 
in our experience, our initial goal, right, was to bridge into the uh, the underserved, you know, minority community, right? right? We are a tutoring organization that tutors students from, you know, first grade to PhD level in STEM subjects, test preps, English, reading, writing, and foreign languages. That's the main component of what we do. Now, taking that, when we look at it, when we looked at Dallas as a landscape, it was like, okay, these students are doing, you know, not so well. And, you know, in the Southern sector, some of the students were not doing so well in central Dallas or East Dallas, or even, even so sometimes in Northern Dallas, it just depends. But um, there was no tutoring company that was really helping the minority students at a success rate of 95% or more with students getting A's and B's in content areas. And we wanted to fix, that's what Ink Tutoring does, right? We built the org to solve that problem for our underserved communities. And so when you look at that, uh, folks always say, well, how did you, know, how did you uh, grow the organization and, and make money in a tutoring company where you service underprivileged students or underserved communities? And I'm like, well, I think the best part of that is that the service that you give if it's a top-notch service, you almost don't have to worry about who's coming in. Meaning, if they are gonna if they're gonna need your services, they're gonna find a way to afford your services. In most cases, now gotcha. the client that we were not necessarily looking for was the client that would come into our organization, and the student would not be super focused on bettering themselves and bettering their education they were more like hey going through the process of well my parents making me tutor and this is what i'm going to do well that's not that's not the client that we're looking for Uh, regardless of how much money um you pay i'm a very moralistic person so i'm not about to sit here or my team is not about to sit here and tutor you and this is not what you're really, you're not really getting what you need out of it because you're not focused enough to do it. So I'm, I'm well enough and aware to fire a client if they're not following the processes that we have for them to be successful because we are a holistic model and a prescriptive model that includes several stakeholders and tutoring that nobody else is doing. And in order for it to be successful at that level, they have to follow the processes. And secondarily, um, the other client that has come to us that we're not looking for is the client that wants us to do their work for them. Meaning, you know, hey, I'm a nurse and I'm a, I, I want to get this RN degree, but I don't, I'm not a math person. So if y'all can just do all my homework for me, then I can pass this class, right? Yeah. <laughs> there's great, there's great money in that. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we could <laughs> probably shoot up to a million dollars rather quickly to complete people's courses for them, um, especially in math. But uh, and science, but I don't, I can't do that because if you, if you go out there, you get your RN degree and you do something to a patient and they, you fail at it and they die or something bad happens from a medical perspective, I'm going to feel very liable for that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I completely understand that. That uh, makes and, and sense. I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, that. That makes sense. So what are some you know, now that I know that you have people on your team, but what do you personally use or maybe even your team uses to kind of stay organized, to run your business? What are some of your um, apps or softwares that are your your business essentials? So um, 
one thing that we use is a is a uh, app called Pocket Suite. It's uh, pocketsuite.io is the website, and basically it's a CRM app that houses like literally everything you can think of for running a business, whether or not it be online or whether it be a physical business, right? So just to kind of, you know, give a little bit of background on it, you can literally on one dashboard see, uh, you know, the income you've made uh, during the month, quarter, year. Um, it has like a little leaderboard that tells you where, for me personally in the tutoring industry, it has a leaderboard to tell you where you fall um, within the United States for tutoring companies. Currently right now, we're like number two in the U.S. according to this app when it comes to revenue um, and uh, impact. Um, it tells you, you know, how many unpaid jobs are there right now? How many invoices are owed? How many clients, how many new clients you had during the month? Little drip campaign campaigns. How many people on your team? Any tasks you need to create? Uh, confirmed appointments, scheduling, packages, subscriptions, I mean, contracts, everything that you need in one location, Pocket Suite is it. Wow. I go to people that are in hair and makeup, cosmetics, all of that. I have people come to me and say, Jay, we've seen you be successful, man. What 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 app are you using? I'm, and what software are you using for your business? I tell them Pocket Suite, and literally, I didn't have four people convert to pocket suite from using style seat and a whole bunch of other places on other uh other softwares out there because it's just a, such a robust system mm-hmm. and it's for a way cheaper price than you would pay for something else out there um that's awesome let me see what else do we have um we are using uh we are using uh the uh what is it not survey monkey what's the other <laughs> what is the other software um for not not create constant contact, but oh, Mailchimp, Mailchimp, Mailchimp. There we go. My mind escaped me for a second. So we do use Mailchimp. I'm not a total pro on it right now, but um, I'm gonna have our marketing person kind of dig a little deeper on that because we just revamped our our website. It should be our update should be going live sometime this week. Um, but once we kind of have that nailed down, I know that that can be a pretty pretty good help um, as well. Um, Folks that use social media, of course, you have the the Hoot Suite is pretty decent um, for taking care of that. Unless you have somebody else that you hire to take care of that for you, um, Trello to you know handle business tasks is pretty cool. So those kind of things are, are are items that we currently use. Oh, and GroupMe has been. I really didn't like GroupMe at first, but GroupMe has been a really good. Uh, communication platform for all of our regional managers and executives together. Um, they can run things and I can see when my name is mentioned and when I need to actually come into a conversation, I can come into conversation real quick, bounce in and figure out what I probably need to solve and then head back out of it and I'm done and I let them handle their day. Um, Slack is another way to do that as well. So those yeah, are the kind of things that we use. I agree. Um, Group B, for it to be a free platform, people have really taken advantage of it and are really using it to um, network, to communicate effectively, to do a lot. I'm in like 20 groups. All of them are muted, by oh, the man. way. All of them are muted. <laughs> <laughs> that is too funny. And like too you, funny. when they mention my name, I pop in and then I pop out. But yeah, I I get it. I completely understand. So yeah. 
I, I know from just outside looking in, um, and I'm sure the people um, that are listening to this that know you very well will probably agree with me. They would probably say you're probably one of the smartest guys they know. So what, what you know, and, and success tells us that, you know, if you're the smartest person in the room, that you should find another room. So what types of people do you surround yourself with to make sure that you continue to learn and grow? Uh, good question. So um, I like to surround myself with folks that are in different industries. One, um, because I get a chance to be well-rounded in terms of knowledge um, and content when you surround yourself with different people. For example, um, I mean, when you first started off the podcast, you talked about me doing other things besides tutoring. Um, I'm very, I've worked in different industries, right? Um, many people don't know this, but I've worked in banking. Um, I was in the military. I've worked in IT and engineering. I've been in retail and sales. I've been in finance. Um, I have been in healthcare IT um, and so many other different industries in telecommunications that I have a different viewpoint from a corporate world perspective on how, how things run. And so when you surround yourself with different people in different industries, um, you start to kind of become focused in on how can I run my business, but be a jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades, so to speak, but be uh, intentional enough to know when to stay in your lane and then when not to stay in your lane. Right. So, right. Um, you know, uh, individuals who, who are in education, I love to surround myself with individuals who are business leaders, um, a big circle, of course, is the um, the Dallas Business Journal 4040 uh, alumni, which I'm part of. So um, those individuals, I love to always be around and surround myself with and bounce ideas off of from time to time. Um, those that are at uh, the Forbes under 30 um, individuals, I just came back from that conference in Boston recently and uh, built a huge network of, of support and people out there that I can now contact. So all of those individuals who have ran multi-million dollar companies and are still young and millennial like ourselves mm -hmm. um, are individuals I like to surround myself with um, all the time. And those who have been in the game a minute, you know, those mm -hmm. individuals who are, are, are uh, industry uh, subject matter experts who've been in the game longer than the millennials have. I like to kind of get some of those individuals um, on board as well. So just those that know more than you do. But at the same yeah. point in time, in my industry, it's very tough because if you really look at the landscape right now, what two other tutoring companies have you seen in Dallas that are really doing what we're doing on a larger scale? I don't, there's none out there, right? So right. the problem for me is who do I go to for building a tutoring business. And unfortunately, I can't go to many people besides, you know, my, my, my friend, Matt Houston, who, you know, was with Group Excellence. Um, I learned a lot of things from kind of how they ran things and Byron Sanders, who I'm on the, you know, I'm on the board of Big Thought as well. So I get a chance to interact with him. But one of those scenarios of I can't get what I need from individuals because nobody else is leading the pack. Um, so folks from all over the country are in our inbox to me weekly about how did I start my tutoring company? Because they want to, they want to start a tutoring company too. 
and nobody else is telling them how to do it. So they run, you know, they come to me to ask questions, but I love helping people. So yeah, it's, it's tough. Um, trying to figure this out on my own, you know, it's a, it's a lonely place to be, but, um, I find, I find value in telling other people kind of how I'm, I've been doing what I've been able to do. Well, from what you just said, I know that you are navigating your way, you know, your, your way. Um, but as you figure it out, I, I, all I heard from the conversation, well, not all I heard, but what I really heard from the conversation is sounds like a <laughs> consulting opportunity, a coaching opportunity for you to be doing some webinars <laughs> and some charging some people to get their knowledge. That's all Uh-oh. I heard at the end of the day. <laughs> right, right, I heard, right, I heard right. some dollar signs, but no. Um, before I jump, before we jump into the JVL brand and some of the other entities that okay. you have, I want to slide back a little bit. So you were talking about the people that you surround yourself with. You've also mentioned how you're flying from here to there, how you're always on a move and traveling. So how are you balancing mm-hmm. business and a social life? <laughs> um, hmm. So it's a little tough to do that. Um, try try to maintain any relationship uh, has been a struggle. Um, you know, it, being able to uh, being able to handle going out to you know a concert or really having any kind of downtime um, has really been a struggle. Um, and be honest, be, you know, to be honest, I I, I really don't see um a balance when you're an entrepreneur that you know that runs an organization of more than of more than 20 people and that uh is invested in in three different you know in multi-different businesses um on how to really set time aside because when you you oftentimes what i what has happened to me is you know i go to vacation in mexico for a little bit of time or i go to the dominican or you know go wherever and there's always that situation that comes up while you're on vacation and you have to attend to it. You'd be trying to leave your phone away and you'd be like, nah, I got to handle this fire. And I can't, you know, I can't just let that sit there for a whole week when I'm gone. And then on top of that, you get back and, you know, now that you have been on vacation, you have like 300 emails that you didn't miss. You got to go through. It's just, it's becomes a snowball effect of not being productive. So it's, you know, do you go on vacation? Do you not go on vacation? Because if you do go on vacation, your emails are going to pile up. If your emails are going to pile up, there's going to be a fire you got to put out while you're on vacation. If you do this, you got to do that. So um, it's an unhealthy balance mm-hmm. for me, <laughs> I would say. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I'm not the best person in the world that can tell you the best advice on, on balancing entrepreneurship uh, and life because, you know, just like my man, again, just like my man Gary V said, he always says there is no balance. You just got to go in. But um, I'm trying to do a better job at um, at giving myself some Good. time, you know, whether or not I got to go run in the park real quick or, you know, I got a lot of steam I got to get off my chest. So I walk outside or hit the gym right quick or, you know, take a drive or something like that. You know, when I went to the to the, the Drake concert this weekend in Atlanta, I stepped out to go do that because of my you know early birthday thing, right? So sometimes you gotta um, you do gotta get out there. I don't. I'm not gonna claim that there's a perfect balance for anybody listening. There's really not. You just have to really find uh, what works yeah. for you. And if if you're satisfied with you know maybe maybe your outlet is 
you want to go to the club and, you know, and dance a little bit or whether your outlet is, I want to go out on a balcony. I want to read a book for about two hours, you know, or, or go travel to a location and, and, you know, look at the beach right quick. It, it all depends on what your advice is and how you attend to that. That makes you uh, de-stress for me personally. Um, not everybody's going to be like me, but I actually love everything that I do <laughs> in all my businesses. So I have fun every day and I consider it to not even be really that much work. So those that, you know, are like, dang, don't you ever take a break? I'm like, I mean, not really, because I love everything I do. So I'm content okay. with it. So that's that's cool. Yeah. But before, like I said, before we head out, I definitely want to know more about um, the JVL brand. And I definitely want to hear about this new INC beauty, this beauty line. Let's talk, <laughs> let's hear about that. <laughs> yeah, everybody. <laughs> Everybody's been been under been 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 uh, under the gun trying to figure out what I'm doing, right, and what we're doing with that, especially the beauty brand. So, um, with the JVL brand, um, I wanted to build a consulting uh, consulting brand that had a different approach to consulting. Right, it's more like, hey, you know, the old the older way I say of doing things is you know, bring people in, you fix their problems, and they pay you a fee, you get it done, and life moves on, right? That's kind of the consulting cycle. But what I wanted to do was really build a, 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 cons- a consulting brand that was about passion and about excellence, right? So how do you really take somebody in that needs business help um, or needs educational consulting or business consulting? How do you take them in under your wing and provide a relationship between you two that is one of caring and one of value at the same time before you even really get to the financial the financial part of the consulting who are you right like how can i really help you out what have you really gone through what are the things that are 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 making you come to this point where you need consulting like how do we build that relationship first and then how can I help provide the resources? Because a lot of the times, and let's be honest, you know, there's consultants out there who consult, but don't mm-hmm. give no resources out. <laughs> you know, they don't say, you know, you can contact this person and this person and this person to get this is what you need. You can contact this person for this and this person for that. So I want to kind of break the cycle. And and when I do consulting with people, not only do uh, do I work with them from a relationship and personal standpoint perspective, but it's about how else can I get you resources so you can then go out and kill it and what you're trying to do with your brand or with your business or, you know, with your particular structure, how do we get those contexts out? So you're able to be, so you're able to evangelize what you do and not many consult consultants are providing, <clears throat> excuse me, providing those relationships and giving the resources. And that's kind of what the JVL brand is really about but from a business perspective you know we take in individuals who like you know on the podcast they're just starting out uh they're new business owners they just either left corporate or transitioning from the corporate world so we uh trying to find out what their vision is and the steps that they've taken so far what they want to accomplish and the resources that they need and we'll discuss human capital resources and connect people to, to taking this, their business to the next level or there may be that mediary uh, maybe that mediary person that you know they do have a business but they want to move their execution strategies a little differently uh so we talk about uh the business model canvas which those of you that are listening out there um tip quick tip or pro tip as they say 
you should not be building business plans anymore at all, right? This was a big thing when I put it out on LinkedIn and put it out uh, on Facebook a while back. It was like a big, everybody was following that one post because they were like, yo, dang, well, what do I do if I don't use a business plan? What do I do now? And so um, use a business mm-hmm. model canvas, which is a one pager of, of a business model, if you will, that investors will need to see so they can read it within a minute and they're not going through 60 pages of content. So just FYI on that. Uh, we go through marketing plans, social media strategies, uh, networking strategies and things like that to build leads. And that would be with the middle person and that person that comes in that they already ready to go. We call that the investor package. And those are individuals who make, t- you know, they we're going to make ties to strategic people to help them take their business further and uh, different kind of human capital ties to venture capital and things of that nature. So on the business side, um, under the JVille brand, we do that. But on the educational side, uh, we really get into uh, different facets of education, like content area, technology integration into the classroom, curriculum development, you know, people with learning disabilities, how do you instruct those students, classroom and discipline management, pedagogy, you know, ELL, ESL instruction, the big thing is culturally responsive teaching nowadays. We do that as well. So all of those things are things we do in the J-Bill brand. Wow. Okay. Listen. Listen. Now you want to talk about Y'all, he, he, he does it all. <laughs> I'm you not ready for Ink Beauty now. But let's go. I want to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So Ink Beauty. So here's the thing about Ink Beauty. Um, when you go as a, as a female, when you go get your makeup done, what do you do, right? You go to Mac or you go to Sephora or something like that. You sit in the chair, you say, hey, I need my makeup done. Or you go to a, a professional makeup artist that's, you know, a solo makeup artist and they get to do your makeup and that's it, right? You go home and you go to your event. So looking at the landscape right now with makeup and cosmetic industry, you're going for one or two things, right? You either have a a makeup service that you're going for or a salon service that you're going for. And that wasn't enough for us. We just um, talked about this and pitched this when when we we flew to New York recently for the Entrepreneur Magazine uh, conference. And uh, we talked to many people there. We ended up meeting actually a big um, social media, executive that does things for L'Oreal Paris. And she's been in the, the makeup industry for a very long time in cosmetics. And she loved the idea of what we're doing with the organization. She hasn't seen anything like it. Um, and the app that we want to develop, um, it's, it's like no other. And it's basically, um, so we're a Dallas-based innovative premier beauty education brand, not a beauty cosmetics brand. I'm going to put that out there. We're not a product line and we're not producing products for cosmetics. That is not what we are because right now that market (laughs) is too saturated. So what we're doing, we're a beauty education brand that it was created to give clients insight into what lifestyle and what beauty looks like, right? So we deploy a suite of on-demand beauty education services that are directly tied to today's, you know, modern and chic daily woman. Um, to educate her on the looks and needs uh, that she has for everyday life um, and planned events that she needs to go to. So now you're getting the who, what, why, and how of your makeup application, and you're getting educated on how to complete those looks so you don't have to worry about going to a makeup artist. You can actually do this stuff on your own from a professional standpoint and uh, be able to make things happen for yourself when it comes to that. And then 
uh, we make sure that the woman feels confident, that she's empowered, uh, and, and is beautiful. We stay very, very educated on the latest beauty trends of today. Uh, and we offer custom beauty education classes. There'll be special events that we have, education sessions for makeup artists and clientele, featured resource blogs. So those that are looking for information will have uh, select resource blogs that makeup artists and clientele can go to and visit. And mm -hmm. we have a revive and renew program for senior citizens. Um, in addition to all women who have been, you know, breast cancer survivors or they're transitioning from human trafficking or sex trafficking or domestic abuse survivors or divorcees or people that have been through depression, like those individuals and women we take in and really kind of transform them to educate them, educate them on their beauty and why it's important for them to feel good about themselves and make bigger impacts out there. Um, you know, the CEO of the organization, you know, big shout out to Gia McLeod. She's one of the, uh, she actually just got nominated as uh, one of the top makeup artists in the city of Dallas uh, coming up here soon. There's an award ceremony for that. Um, she's been in makeup for about eight to 10 years. Um, she has worked at Mac uh, for quite a, quite a bit of time now. Um, as a pro makeup artist, and uh, she has her own makeup studio um, in Dallas as well. So we decided to kind of come together with an idea of, hey, you know, I'm, you know, one of the top makeup artists in Dallas. And then, hey, Jay is one of the top educators and in, in STEM uh, innovators in Dallas. Let's push it together to birth Ink Beauty. So that's kind of how that is. That's awesome. That's a that's an excellent plan. I love the collaboration. I love how, you know, at the core of everything, it is education, which is what you do extremely well. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, so this has been great. This has been an excellent conversation. I know I've learned a lot and I really appreciate mm -hmm. your time. So where can we find you on social media? I know you got a rundown. <laughs> I know, right? Every time somebody asks, I'm like, let me gotta get this list out of my pocket now. Um, <laughs> So uh, people can find us, of course, uh, if you're looking for an education space, obviously, uh, inktutoring.com, um, the, the consulting space, uh, the, like, T-H-E, the jvillebrand.com, and, of course, now in the beauty education space, uh, inkbeauty.co um, is that particular website. You'll also find on social media on Instagram, uh, inkbeauty.co, uh, inccceo.theprof, and the jvillebrand on uh, on on Instagram and of course on Facebook. If you look up my name, Jayville, you'll find uh, my information there and also Ink Tutoring and you'll find Ink Beauty, which also, for those that don't know, Ink stands for It's Not Complicated. So It's Not Complicated Beauty and It's Not Complicated Tutoring uh, are those particular two brands. And But FYI, one thing I did forget to mention on the beauty uh, education brand, we, we center everything that I just told you uh, around four core uh, values for the company, which are passion, innovation, excellence, and creativity. Love it. So please find us on all those social medias. And um, we look forward to to really working with anybody and uh, just however we can help, uh, we are here. Awesome. So all of the information will be in the show notes. So it'll definitely be in the description for everybody to reach out to Jay and all of his, all of his companies, man, you know, I love multiple streams of income. I love the hustle. I love the grind. And I really appreciate you joining us today on a cup of grind. Appreciate it, Jay. Are you done playing games and ready to get out of your own way? Good. Go to jadadavis.com today to join my village download your free startup checklist 
and schedule time to speak with me during a free strategy call or think tank. That's J-A-D-A-D-A-V-I-S dot com. And as always, shut up, keep grinding.